0: millennia from their most recent CD, Budmohe, and Nivarela Nicho I Didn't Cook Anything. Dobry den, radio radiosluhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radiopredaču, naš holos Radio korinja, na hveli CHLY 101 i 7 FM umisti na najmo. Pre mikrofonici je pavlina, a pisličoho Oksana Pudizvame zvame nastupni Hello there and welcome to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paulette demchuk macquary Bukarinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. And Oksana will be along at 12 noon to host the rest of the show in Ukrainian. Coming up in this hour... Uh, few items from the audio archives, uh, timeless gems, and of course our usual proverb of the week. Other items of interest and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, something about boiled things, cooked things. And uh, this is high profile from Winnipeg and Serum Pereja, cottage cheese pierogies.
1: Раз по межи по межі терне і здіба я дівчано, що не стапероги, hey. че чула, 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 че чула, чула те, ні здіба я дівчано, що не староги, hey. дівча моя кохання, чи жаєш мої сні, що я тебе кохаю, і сиром пироги. Hey чу chula, chula, чу ла чу ла те я
2: тебе
1: <говорит> Козацкие мрисни То сразу запросила На свищи пероги Чучула, чула, чула Чучула, чула те То сразу запросила На свищи пероги И я к нему Хочу ждать, что с левой поры Девча я узеллюя А він їсть пероги Чула, 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 чу-чула, чу-ла, чу-ла-тен Девчая розыдуя, Аж Kozakis per al-yakum puriane Cicula, cicula, cicula Cicula, cicula te Kozakis per puriane A tovole misluzi Nijaki imporahe Zali sobiti i Isi romperohe Cicula, 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 cicula te Zali sobi di uceno, i si rompe rohe. Mm-hmm. Lozak herkosa plaka, hec jaški vorohe, i smit See чула, chula, 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 te Isdibaiat il ceno, stjone, slo, pero чула, chula, chula, Io te do saio e si romperò eh Chula 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 te sto s'razzo zaprosela naspi gi però eh Chula 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 te Lucia ho se a già atingir eh
0: sisters, one from Winnipeg, that being Rosemary, and one from Montreal, Charlene, and of course Winnipeg being their hometown, but the girls still manage uh, to do music together, and that is from their CD, Domelo y Till We Meet Again, and that song, The Green Grove, "Zeleni High. Up next, a group from Toronto called Zubrivka, and here they are now with Ivan Kuh
3: we' Ivan gusto, boost the hope of we are boost the J'en m'étais jamais certain qu'il
4: This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa with a Did You Know Chisnalevy segment and special greetings to the listeners of Nasholos. Did you know that, according to the journal Popular Mechanics, there is nothing on Earth or in the air quite like Ukraine's Antonov 225 cargo plane? Dwarfing the Boeing 747 and outlifting the U.S. Air Force C-5A galaxy, it can haul an expeditionary force into combat or carry enough food to avert a famine. The Antonov-225 is an enlarged version of the Antonov-124 military transport and was designed as an airborne carrier for the now-defunct Soviet space shuttle program. The nickname for the Antonov-225 was Maria, which is Ukrainian for DREAM. The dimensions of the Antonov-225 are staggering, nearly a football field in size. And there's only one Antonov-225 in existence. With a maximum takeoff weight of about 1.32 million pounds, it is 50% heavier than the largest fully loaded U.S. Air Force plane. To get so massive an aircraft into the sky, Ukrainian engineers equipped the Antonov 225 with six turbofan jets, each capable of pumping out almost 52,000 pounds of thrust. After only three and a half years in development, Maria made its first flight in 1988, and its international debut at the 1989 Paris Air Show, with the Buran Space Shuttle on its back. Its performance in several flights at this show demonstrated the Antonov-225's remarkable agility. Then the Soviet Union dissolved, and Ukraine, home to the Antonov Design Bureau that created the Antonov-124 and 225, became an independent country. The dissolution of the Soviet Union also caused the Soviet shuttle program to be discontinued in 1993. Thus, without a mission, the need for the Antonov 225 evaporated. The massive plane was parked outside its hangar near Kiev and scavenged for parts. Fortunately, the Antonov Group found a way to make the Antonov 225 plane profitable. Together with business partner Motor Sich, the Antonov Group invested the equivalent of $20 million to repair the Antonov 225 and install modern avionics. The Antonov 225 can accommodate large objects and offers exceptional speed and range. In January 2002, the Antonov 225 made its first commercial flight, hauling 216,000 prepared meals for American military personnel in the Persian Gulf. The Antonov 225 is still the largest cargo plane in existence. The Antonov-124 set the record distance flight of 20,151 kilometers in 25.5 hours without refueling. This world record still holds. The performance of both the Antonov-124 and Antonov-225 in terms of range and cruising altitude are approximately the same. Thanks to George Popadinich for information about the Antonov planes. The TV series Mighty Planes recently devoted a one-hour program to Ukraine's Antonov-124. And you can watch this fascinating 46-minute Mighty Planes program about the Antonov-124 on YouTube. It was posted there by the Discovery Channel. Many thanks
0: to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnalave, Did You Know?, with Nashola's listeners. You can catch her show at www.chinradioottawa.com. <speaking in foreign language>
5: जी आप Chlče mati večerjati, adoška ne
0: Edmonton, which is unfortunately no longer together, but they did put together that CD, the one that they left, called Kolomeka Casualties. And the group is called Kolobai, and while they're not uh, together as Kolobai, the members are um, definitely still active on the Ukrainian music scene in the local area in one band or another. And that song, once more, was by Kolobai from their CD, Kolomeka Casualties and Near the Flint. Up next, American-Ukrainian singer Sonia Lee from her CD, Vid Shcherho Sertsia, From the Heart, and a traditional Ukrainian folk song, a ballad, De Hore Karpate, In the Carpathian Mountains. ¶¶
3: Саній tu туман полонина впливе. Тебе, рідний краю, до кохаю, навік полонив ти мене. Тебе, рідний краю, до болю кохаю, навік полонив ти мене. Hej, 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 hey, komu, kochani, si a w sercu Letty, my peace, don't letty. Carpati, Carpati, far peace, No haru he followed in it. Scotch in the Alenzi Sunki. Dal Roma obscely, what is bodoleni? Larham in a sea homing sweet. Verkna minnesi ha min Голос, Коріння, CHLY FM You're
0: listening to Dash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo with your hosts, Oksana and me, Pavlina.
3: Субтитры создавал Прощавай, дівчино, прощавайте вишневий садок.
0: And another American-Ukrainian singer, this one by the name of Andriana Knapp, from her CD, "Pisniz Domu" Songs from Home, released uh, last November. And uh, this is a song, a uh, traditional Ukrainian folk song, of course, and it is a story of a distraught young Kozak, freedom fighter, singing his heart out in the cherry orchard, saying goodbye to his sweetheart, his village, and his country before he heads off to defend his country. Andriana Knapp with Tam Usadu The Cossacks Farewell. Bringing it back to Canada, we have Mikrena from Edmonton, another group that's not together, but and left one CD. This one is called Beauty Is Not Contagious, a great CD. And here they are now with a tune from it, a traditional Ukrainian folk song, uh, sort of on uh, another theme about a Cossack going off to war and harness the horse's boys.
6: Ja, hajde, smočevat, a ja pitu, sad veš nebej, sad kreneče kukopat, Marusa. A ja pitu, sad veš nebej, sad kreneče kukopat, Marusa. Marusa raz, dva, treka čorna, ja na sadu, ja vode vralam. Marusa raz, dva, treka čorna, ja na sadu, ja vode vralam. Dijuzen onikal rano vranci povodu, Maruša če ne vidi? Dijuzen onikal rano vranci povodu. Maruša raz dva trekale na crna, ja dič na zadu ja vode bralab. Maruša raz dva trekale na crna, ja dič na zadu ja vode bralab. Sad veš nebej, vol tu A za neju, kol sa Čenko, ne ide konja napuvat Maruša A za neju, kol sa Čenko, ne ide konja napuvat Maruša Raz, dva, tre kalena čorna, ja na sadu, ja vode vrala Maruša, raz, dva, tre kalena čorna, ja na sadu, ja vode vrala Ona je mu nedovrata dar darim zruku perecena. Ona je ona za ja na sadu ja vode brava. Ja na čol na jadice sadu ja vode Maruša raz, dva, prekalena, čorna, jadiča, na sadu jav odebrala. Ona rosto me, velečka šteljita me, poloda. Rusa, kosa, dol pojasa, kosi, strička, holuba, maruša. Kosa, topo jasa, kosi, strička, holopa Maruše, raz, dva, treka lena čorna Ja tiče na sadu, ja vode два, Maruše, raz, dva, дівчина lena čorna ja, divčana, sadu, javode,
0: Welcome to Knishka Corner book reviews by Myra Junik Ukrainian stories in English
7: In this edition of Knishka Corner. We will be discussing Serhii Plotki's non-fiction thriller The Man with the Poison Gun, a Cold War spy story. The Man with the Poison Gun, Serhii Plotki's first non-fiction thriller, focuses on the life of Bogdan Stashinsky, the assassin who killed Stepan Bandera and Lev Rebet. The very first paragraph sets up a shocking comparison between fiction And real life. In the fall of 1961, while David Cornwell, a British spy more commonly known as Jean Le Carré, was contemplating the writing of his first best selling novel, The Spy Who Came In from the Cold, the West German police were actually interrogating a Soviet spy. That spy was Bogdan Stashinsky. His story begins in 1949, in post-war Ukraine, when Nikita Khrushchev, then the party boss of Ukraine, decided that he needed to destroy the Ukrainian resistance by killing the leader of the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, Oun Stepan Bandera. Bandera had spent years in Polish prisons and the German concentration camp, of Schassenhausen. His followers were now headquartered in Munich, the center of the American occupation zone in Germany. In early 1950, Bohdan Stashinsky was arrested by the Soviets for a minor offense and given an ultimatum. Cooperate with the Soviets and become a traitor to Ukraine or face prison time and possible death along with his entire family. Bogdan chose to become an agent of the Soviets. Stashinsky returned from Liviu to his native village and told his relatives that the secret police were hot on his heels. Everyone agreed that under the circumstances he had no choice but to flee to the forest and join the guerrillas. His initial task involved betraying members of the Ukrainian underground, which led to arrests and assassinations. When Stashinsky's family found out the truth about what he had done, Stashinsky had nowhere to go. He had saved his family by betraying it. They did not want to have him around anymore. The secret police would become his new home and family. As an agent of the Soviet secret police, Bourdan would be trained in spycraft and assassination techniques. His weapon was a poison gun, which would immediately kill his target with undetectable poisonous fumes. His initial target in Munich was Lev Rebet, a troublesome Ukrainian journalist. The KGB described Rebet as an intellectual leader of the Ukrainian nationalists who wrote articles inciting Ukrainians to fight against the Soviet occupiers. Stashinsky killed Rebbit on October 12, 1957. After his initial success, he was given a more important target, the leader of Oun, Stepan Bandera. Bandera's assassination was more complex because of his bodyguard, and it involved following the Ukrainian leader for weeks on end. However, Stashinsky eventually saw his opportunity when Bandera was alone after a shopping trip and murdered him on October the 15th, 1959, in the stairwell of his home. At first, authorities were mystified by Bandera's death, calling it a stroke or a possible suicide. The poison that killed Bandera left no trace, so it was not until Stashinsky defected to West Germany that he revealed how Bandera died. In order to stay in the West, Sashinsky had to convince German authorities that the KGB wanted to kill him because of what he knew about the Soviet assassination plots. He was eventually tried for the murders of Rabat and Bandera, and his trial opened up the truth to the world for the very first time. The man with the poison gun is a very interesting book about post-war Soviet and European politics. Khrushchev's role in the deaths of Revit and Bandera was shocking to the world community at the time. Today, the attempted assassination of Ukraine's President Viktor Yushchenko and the successful assassinations of journalist Alexander Litvinenko in London, Sergei Magnitsky in a Russian prison, and Boris Nemtsov on a bridge in Moscow are brutal reminders that the strategies of the post-war KGB are still alive and well in Russia. Plokhi was able to write his book because of the information he gathered from Stashinsky's trial testimony, as well as recently released historical documents such as KGB and CIA archives. His extensive notes will be very useful to anyone wanting to know more about post-war Ukrainian resistance. Plotky is a historian, not a writer of spy thrillers like John le Carré or Ian Fleming, and he has difficulty describing Sashinsky's moral qualms about killing his victims. He tells readers that in his early days as a Soviet agent, Bourdan was confused since he had been raised as a Christian, the idea of killing another human being was difficult for him to contemplate. However, Bogdan did proceed to kill both Rabbit and Bandera, regardless of his confusion. Despite these issues, Plaki's book is an interesting and revealing expose of Stashinsky's life as a Soviet agent and his role in the murders of Rabbit and Bandera. Readers will be surprised to learn that Ian Fleming actually modeled part of his novel, The Man with the Golden Gun, on the actions of Bogdan Stashinsky. Although The Man with the Poison Gun is Serhii Plotki's first non-fiction thriller, he has written extensively on the history of Ukraine and Eastern Europe. His most recent works include The Gates of Europe, A History of Ukraine, the Last Empire, The Final Days of the Soviet Union, and The Cossack Myth, History and Nationhood in the Age of Empires. Plakhi was born in Russia to Ukrainian parents, but grew up and went to school in Ukraine. He received his Ph.D. in history from Kiev University. He was a professor of history and associate director of the Peter Yatsik Center for Ukrainian Historical Research at the University of Alberta. He is currently the Mikhail Khrushchevsky Professor of Ukrainian History at Harvard University. The Man with the Poison Gun is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again
0: soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. with Chorna Hora, Black Mountain. Up next, Trio Maximovich with a crossover tune. I call it crossover, not really. It's kind of a medley of a Ukrainian folk song and its North American pop culture um, derivative. Here they are now with Oineho de Greciu. Znovu vyslouchte rádio prochází náš holos rádio nášho Hokoriňa, na chvili C H L Y stojí deník M F M umístitené námo. Týho dne u bulazvámě Pavlína, zase před mikrofonu Oxáni, ale předtím jich ochuželšíte vás těkem slovami moudrostě. Vášče zberte chroší, čím na pravo ilněvo roskëdate. And our proverb of the week translates as it is more difficult to save money than to throw it away left and right. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paulina, and my time with you is up. Oksana will be here at the top of the hour to host the rest of the show. Thanks for listening. Dozuzirichi. One, two, three, four.